Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. It is, what's the date? It's not 420 yet, but um, I'm, I'm a little premature. We're so I'm a little close. Premature. It is April 19th. The Jesus lovers get Easter. <laughs> <laughs> the weed lovers get the, uh, anyway. I Shit, I'm going to have to edit stuff. <laughs> Motherfucker. We're doing bedroom sessions and with bedroom sessions comes a little vape session. And also comes uh, wine. So we've got Ryan on Zoom with us. And I told him as soon as we jumped on the call tonight, Mark's got his vape pen, pen in hand. I've already poured a glass of wine. So we're off to a really good start. Let's see how this recording goes. So hey, everyone, it's Amanda. We're talking to Ryan, who is a massage therapist and the corporate tra- a corporate trainer. Or are you the corporate trainer? Can I can I say that? Can I give you that title? The corporate trainer? I was the corporate trainer, but we do have uh, we do have a couple working for us. All right, we got to talk about this. I'm going to call him the corporate trainer for sure. Hand in Stone, which most of you, if not all of you know of. So we're going to talk to Ryan tonight I want to know about, about that, sure. that part of his career we're going to talk about the fact that he went to the world <laughs> massage championship <laughs> i got a lot of questions on that and one. we've got so <laughs> many questions on that and also just to see where the conversation goes like uh ryan and i were joking earlier we've met virtually multiple times at different events and stuff very oftentimes wine has been involved and each time we are on a call together i say man you're so interesting we got to get you on the podcast and this conversation has been going on at least one year so so um, this is long overdue. Sorry about the delay, Ryan. It's all good. And I'm absolutely praying that I don't call you Susan. You planted that seed in my head. And the whole time I was like, Amanda, not Susan, Amanda, not Susan, Amanda, not Susan. So <laughs> Which episode hopefully I don't mess that up. <laughs> oh, I don't remember what episode, episode that we was talked recently, about. Right? It. That we was recent. I don't know. If I it was recently, um, less than a month ago, I would say. <laughs> yeah, we were actually just uh, recalling that story again today. We had another podcaster. I don't know if you know Heather from the Massage Therapy Podcast. Mm-hmm. She was in our office today um, working on a project with us. And I was just telling her that story of how this booking agent emailed and wanted to get you know her client on our podcast podcast but kept calling me Susan and I was like I don't know if I feel good about this like I don't know if I want to book your client because you definitely have never listened to us it's really strange like I would fire that fucking booking agent yeah, so right? fast like you can't even get the know names, the names right? of the hosts like, it's just fucking ridiculous <laughs> yeah that's rough that's, that's some rough. that's some yahoo with an internet job that's like I'm gonna become a podcast booking agent it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, funny as hell Heather's another one actually um shout out Heather hey what's up um, I've never met her, but we've talked a whole bunch of times just across social media platforms that I found her Instagram and she found mine and it was just, Hey, you follow the same people. I follow the same people. Hey, what's up? So Look we what the sort internet of know does. who there are without actually ever meeting. The massage community is actually Look much what the internet smaller. Does. I mean, yes, because of the internet, but it's much Not smaller than you can Not only can I read all imagine. about Will Smith slapping people. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shaking my head because I'm like, oh, are we back to Will Smith again? No, I, I love it. I love connecting with RMTs from all over the place. It's so I cool though it. because you it. realize like we all do kind of know each other to, in, in some sense, like those of us who are active on social media media like you said you know heather there's probably a whole slew of other people that we both know like today when heather was in she was talking about cassie um cassie was another person that's been on our podcast she's the endometriosis warrior the endo rmt as she is known now i think and we were we were having a conversation about cassie and some of the cool stuff she's doing like all of us kind of like run in the same circle it's a little creepy (laughs) 
it is. It it's is. a little incestuous. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. It's like uh, it's like that that group in high school, the ones that all end up dating each other. Like like nine oh two Beverly Hills nine oh two no yeah, that group of people yeah. right they're all buddies and they all somehow fucking sleep with each other but never at the same time, <laughs> which probably would have made way more sense and it probably would have made the show way more interesting. Can we re- remember that this was a high school show? D- d- I take that all back. <laughs> I take that all back. <laughs> There's no recovering from that. So why don't we start out where we typically off. start out? And Ryan, I'm going to throw it over to you to do an introduction for anyone who doesn't know who you are, anyone who's not active on social media and hasn't found you yet. Um, a little bit about how you came to be a massage therapist, how you became to be the corporate trainer for Hand in Stone, and... Um, yeah, and then we'll get into a whole bunch of other cool shit that you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So hi, everyone. My name is Ryan. I am a registered massage therapist originally from uh, Toronto, from Mimico specifically. Uh, shout out. Um, and I have been a massage therapist for going on about eight years now. Um, most of my career has been spent with uh, with Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spa. Um, I was the lead therapist at the uh, Etobicoke Bloor West location at Royal York in Bloor for about seven plus years. Can I pause you first? Because I'll forget because yeah. I'm already stoned. What does it mean, lead therapist? What, is, what does that mean? Like, How do you get the title lead therapist? So the, the way training has kind of gone through, uh, has sort of changed at Hand and Stone over the years was originally the lead therapist was the person who was doing in-house training. So they're responsible for doing the orientation with new therapists for teaching them our signature treatments, like the hot stone treatments, and um, just trying to work with the, with therapists one on one as much as we can, gotcha. they were sort of the, the lead therapist is kind of the representative of the spa. So, how do you go from being an RMT in the spa to being the the lead therapist in the spa? Um, you volunteer for starters. I am willing to take on these responsibilities. Um, for me, uh, I got uh, Don Dillon was a huge encouragement for me um, because he was working with Hand and Stone um, at the time. Uh, when I had first started and I was a, I was a relatively new therapist and um, it was a second training session that I had done with him. And, and he's, he really encouraged me. He said, you know what, if this, this is a brand new location, it's going to need a lead therapist. You should talk to the owner of the spa and you are probably ready to take on those responsibilities. How long had you been in practice and how long had you been an employee for Hand in Stone when this happened? I'm going to guess this is early because this was his part Well, of his that's training. what I mean. Yeah. Like how quickly did this all happen for you? Um, so. I started in August of 2014, and by mm, March of 2015, I was the lead therapist. Amazing, quick, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then, what ended up happening? Well, I guess I should backpedal a little bit. One, one of the really cool things about working with Hand and Stone is there are a lot of different positions outside of just hands-on therapy that you can do with the spa. So we have something that's called the seven steps to success program, where we invite, um, new th- invite, we hire new therapists and we put them through like a coaching program where we have these different steps laid out where we have an experienced therapist work with them one-on-one to kind of help them build that, I don't know, professional mindset. And, you know, when you get out of school, it's terrifying what do I do now? What do you mean? I have to try to get this person to come back. Like that's very scary. So, um, so we have, uh, we have trainers and we have coaches at all locations that, um, that help out as, as a part of that program. Um, and then on top of that, then we also have the corporate trainer level. So within a year of me being the, um, 
becoming a registered massage therapist, I became the lead therapist. And then the following year, I became uh, a corporate trainer for all. Now we're up to 33 locations across Canada. You know, this is something I never recognized. I, I guess I never really asked. I never really thought about that. RTs get hard for these things? No, that uh, chains like Hand and Stone have these types of programs like it, it you of know course, we're always yeah. we're always promoting to therapists like when you get out you know get your hands on as many bodies get as much experience as possible and get a mentor and like you kind of have that shit all built in when you go to a place like hand in stone you've got people who are there trying to help you to be busy and to be successful and you know as ryan and i joked about off mic before we started benefits which well, we don't I mean, get otherwise it's 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 all it's all about developing a company culture and therefore having your people live in that culture that they enjoy and then you know they promote that and so on and so on and so on and this is something that smaller clinics should really take a look at creating that company culture first of all you're not just a small little mom and pop clinic you got to think of yourself a little bit bigger and therefore you act a little bit bigger and part of acting bigger is creating a culture at your workplace intentionally. I've heard you teach people this intentionally, times. right? Yeah. And why not do what the big guys do? Why not yeah. do what the big cats do? It just makes sense. And the fact that people own clinics and don't even consider this blows my fucking mind. Yeah. I want to ask you specifically about um, working in a spa environment, Ryan, because I know on the last call we had, you wanted to jump in right away and say, you know, there's a lot of value and a lot of really great benefits that come from working at a spa that I think sometimes maybe therapists don't consider because when they're in school, they're learning orthopedic assessments and this and that. And like the mindset is, I got to get a job in a clinic. I got to get a job in a clinic. And you really wanted to promote the idea that there's so much value and cool shit to working in a spa. And just to clarify, when Amanda's talking, just for everyone else listening that has no fucking idea what we're talking about, when Amanda's talking about it, is you talking about when we did that Zoom thing? The, yeah. Yeah. So, the so event. Con Ed Institute, Amanda and myself, we threw together a a a, um, a zoom evening like a, it was a friday night we were on for like three hours it was like and a business meetup it was a business meetup but we really centered it around new grads new grads new grads yes, new grads. that's what that really ideas, was yeah and yeah sir i just want to fill in that blank yeah so ryan i know that you jumped in right away with that idea and i do want to talk about that early in our podcasting career we had an episode specifically dedicated to um some of the misconceptions about working in spas and some of the pros of working in spas that maybe aren't highlighted enough specifically in schools i'm not saying this is true for all schools i'm sure there's many instructors who have worked in spas and can speak to that but what would you say to somebody who's never worked in a spa environment or is maybe considering that you have found because this has been your career what is it about the spa environment that is so appealing to you and that you think other people should get into um well i'm i'm definitely a believer in um your environment sets the tone and what i found being in a working in a clinic i worked I, I didn't work in a clinic for very long just because i found out very quickly that it wasn't for me um i felt that the people were that were coming in were coming in because they had to be there someone told them you need to go get a massage this is where you need to go you know you've got whiplash this is where you need to go Working in a spa, people are coming in because they want to be there. Regardless of injury, regardless of how long their session is, they want to be there. And when you start with that 
I mean, our clients are in such a vulnerable position all the time. If they're willing to already let some kind of a mental, emotional guard down right away, the, the opportunity for you to do better and better work is just laid out right in front of you. I, I felt that you can do, there are certain things that you can do in a clinic that you can do in a spa, but there are certain things that you can do in a spa that I don't necessarily think you can, you can do in a clinic. You know, you're going to have to give examples, right? Sure. I don't, I don't know how often someone will come in and lay it down on your table in, in a clinic. And I'm not, I should backtrack this a little bit because I'm not just clinic bashing. I'm mostly speaking from my own experience because that's what I have. I don't, I don't think too many people go, you know, go to a loved one's funeral and then later that day go to a clinic Hmm. where you do see them come into a spa. And they're not there for the for the physical wellness. They're there because they need to shut down. Maybe they're there because they want a safe place to be able to say, I can't believe that prick died. I hate that guy. And there's not too many people you can say that kind of a thing to, <laughs> you know, to, to process some of these emotions. I think that the spa environment opens up the opportunity for our clients to have more of um, an opportunity for emotional and mental wellness. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think there's there's um, some practitioners who would say, well, you know, I have a trauma-informed practice or, you know, I focus on relaxation treatments. And so, yeah, I mean, we're definitely generalizing a little, but I see what you're saying. In, in the spa environment, people kind of are expecting that they're I don't know how to word this properly. The way I'm thinking of it is they're they're a little more in charge. Like they're able to go in and say like, this is just what I want today. And as the spa therapist, you're like, cool, I'm just going to give you what I what you need today versus maybe in a clinic where the mentality is, well, let me assess you a little bit more and let me figure out what your issues are. Or let me find issues. So I, I kind of understand that. Um, what I was going to say when I almost cut you off, I think that a huge, I don't know if it's a misconception or myth or however you want to say it, but a thought process that people have about working in spas and why it might deter some people is that you don't get a lot of repeat patients. It's like people who decide one day, I'm just going to go get a massage because I need to unwind today. I just want to go relax today. And it's not really the same as working in a clinic environment where you get a lot of repeat clients and you put people on specific treatment plans. Um, I don't have a lot of experience in spas. I only worked in a spa for maybe six months. So Ryan, what would you, how would you speak to that? I would say that I haven't seen a new client in about five years. It's only repeats coming in six times a day, five days a week. Amazing. Yeah. Now I have a little bit of the advantage that Hand in Stone is a membership based model. So people are, they sign up for their membership and they can come in once a month for that massage. Um, now, I I definitely use that to my advantage when I was seeing new people that I could say to them, hey, I've noticed, you know, you're showing signs and symptoms of thoracic outlet syndrome. And um, my experience has been about four treatments. So why don't I get you to, you know, go to take a look at the membership program. Maybe you want to come in for this month. We'll come in again uh, in two weeks and then come in two weeks after that and then a month and then a month and we'll see where you're at and set up the, the, the treatment plan just like that. But this is this is where I'm saying there's there's no reason you can't have a clinical mindset in a spa atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah, but I think it's a lot harder to go the other way to have a spa mindset in a clinical atmosphere. I'm not sure I'm 100% sold on that yet, but 
I think this is well, opening up. On, like, it depends, depends on, on the clinic. clinic right? That's what I mean. If yeah, and that's why Ryan said he speaks clinic, to his own experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Like the place that I worked at, that fucking hardcore rehab clinic. Like you could not have had a spa mentality there. Yeah, no. it's not. It's not happening. It's not happening. But the place that you worked at, that massage clinic, where everyone is fucking different. Everyone's yep. got their specialty and blah blah blah, blah and it's perfectly fine. There. Yeah, there were definitely therapists who were. It had more of the spa-like mentality. Such a weird industry because we would have someone on the podcast that's like does clinical stuff, and they say, they say things so differently, but so much the same. It's it's really trippy. It, it's trippy as but fuck. It Ryan said it perfectly. It's only based on your own experience. Like there is nobody that can fully understand every type of environment and every type of therapist, and you know every every facet of what you could possibly do because you focus on what you enjoy doing and the type of therapist you are and you've got your own mindset towards what therapy is. You know, the doing the podcast has really opened my eyes up to a lot of things that even I was probably a little bit narrow-minded with. So for example, I know there was a time in my career, I don't think like this at all anymore, but there was a time in my career where I didn't necessarily um, fully appreciate or understand the value of relaxation treatment. Like I didn't really understand how therapeutic that was because I had such a a hardcore like injury and assessment mentality that it was like, I need to figure out what's going on in your body. And, and I I was really missing a huge piece. Whereas now the way I treat- <laughs> I'm laughing in my head because I'm like, I fucking hate therapists like you. <laughs> <laughs> you hate therapists that are- I don't want I don't want you to fucking try to figure out what's going on. Exactly. Just, you know what I mean? It's not but there, I was a, there was a time in my career where that was more my mentality. Like early on, that was what I was about. Like, I, I, it was also the type of setting I was in, the clinic I was working in. I, I dealt with a lot of people who were golfers or tennis players, and so those were the people I was I getting. Didn't mean I hate That's what I focused a therapist on. Therapist like you, I mean, I wouldn't want to go. You wouldn't want to see someone like that. Exactly. No, you prefer the person. Not who's... that I hate therapists that work like that. Not at all. That's not because I just realized that's that, that kind of like, that sounded sound really like bad. That. Sound like that. I would not go to a therapist. Don't worry, like... y'all. He's just saying he hates his wife. No big deal. No bad. big deal. <laughs> Unfucking believable. Just call me Susan and call it a day. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's creating awkward moments. You know, this is the awkward moment, like when the redheaded stepchild gets smacked at the dinner table. Like that's how awkward this moment. Now every redheaded listener has just turned off. You, you got to turn off your microphone tonight, Mark. Okay, I'll edit that out. I just really want to say redheaded stepchild. <laughs> so that was the other maybe misconception, and you've, you've already really responded to that. Is when you're in a spa, can you still use uh, some of the other skills you learn as a therapist? You know, like, can you talk about something like thoracic outlet syndrome? And yes, you can. And, you know, that's something that I think therapists don't recognize. They think, well, if I work in a spa, I'm just going to have to do like these routine relaxation treatments. I'm like, why? Like, who said? Who made that rule? That's why I love this fucking profession, though, because there's people that just want to do that. And I'm like, cool, there's a fucking great place for you to go work if you want to do that. And someone else wants to be the fucking, let's find out everything wrong with you. Cool. There's a whole bunch of people like that's it's 
it's so perfect. I don't understand why everyone wants to fucking muck it up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You've got everybody on one, and every fucking corner trying to convince everybody else that their corner is the best place to be. And like, I don't, I don't fucking get it. You guys are why are you fucking up the diversity of it all? It's true, and I think that's why Ryan had to start that conversation that Friday night that we were on the Zoom call, just letting people know, like, hey. Listen to all the cool things that you can experience working in a spa. And I mean, you've been doing it your entire career and you seem like a happy guy, Ryan. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, my, my, my room in the spa has, you know, my therabands in the cupboard so that when the treatment's done, I can go through my self-care with, with my clients and show them what it is that they need to do. Um, I, you know, we assess before every treatment and you have to, you're an RMT. Um, I set up treatment plans. I, I'm telling you, I don't do anything very different than what you would expect in in um, amongst clinical therapists. So why did you? Because at the beginning of this, you said like the clinic thing wasn't for me. Like I've worked, I've worked there, yeah. and it wasn't for me. Is is that what it is? It's like the whole piece where people are sometimes they're come to you and they don't even know why they were they were just told to come to you they don't they don't know what they're doing there it was because you kind of hinted at that at the beginning is that the reason why that's not my place i want to be i go back to the atmosphere to the environment i think that's such a huge part of massage therapy and uh <laughs> when i was in school i was that guy that i had a I had a vase full of fake flowers that I kept stashed in the back of my locker so that when I could close the, the curtains on the, you know, our little cubicle, I could have just a little bit of atmosphere, a little bit of ambiance in, in my, in my cubicle. That's, that was me. So going to a place that is so, I don't know, medical is not the right word because that's, that's not what it is. It, it's a health profession. So I guess it is. Medical can be the right word. Cause when you say to me, medical atmosphere, I'm picturing like, like blue or green walls and, you know, maybe some muscle charts on it and like no ambiance for sure. No real like thought into how this atmosphere is going to make the patient feel. It's just, here's a table, get on it. Yeah, that was, that was exactly it. And meanwhile, I felt that the work that I was doing at Hand and Stone, because I was doing three days a week at Hand and Stone, three days a week at this clinic downtown Toronto, I felt that the work that I was doing at Hand and Stone was the work that I wanted to be doing. Again, coming back to like the mental emotional support stuff that I feel like is such a huge component of massage therapy that when, when a therapist says, uh, you know, if you, I don't care if you're in pain, I'm just going to help you move. No, man, you missed the point of the whole thing. People are coming to us because they are in pain. That is part of their restriction. You can't just forget about that. Everybody wants you to think like them, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It's, it's funny though. It's, I, I can have that same mindset where I think, oh, I working in the spa is the best. But at the same time, like you said, you seem, Ryan, you seem happy. Absolutely, I am. I work in a place that I want to work in. If somebody else feels that they're they're happy in a place that they want to be working in, that's fabulous. I'm never going to talk someone out of where they work. I will share my experiences and I'll completely explain why I prefer the place that I work in. Um, I also have a bit of a chip on my shoulder because when I was in school, I got told that you'll never make it in a spa. And so immediately I was like, mm, all right, so not only am I going to be a, like the wicked therapist, I'm going to do it in the spa. Because you're a dude? Was I was about what, to say, because you're a dude? That was the implication on that? <laughs> Completely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm also a huge jock. Like they, it was immediately like, oh, so you're going to go work for the Raptors or what? I was like, mm. no, no, I want waterfalls. I want the Enya. Let's go. Being that 
you went to school, like it's not even like you've been a therapist for 30 years or something. Like you went to school, you're newer than I am. It just freaking blows my mind because we've heard more stories like this. We had somebody um, come in to see us. Oh my goodness, I'm forgetting her name at the moment. I'm so sorry. But she was... <laughs> she was, you know, a come on, Susan. <laughs> Fuck, man, Susan. I honestly, I'm totally forgetting. And you know why I'm forgetting her name? Because a lot of people come on and they're anonymous, so they use fake names. I remember her real name, but I know she didn't use it. Anyway, that's that's me defending myself. Just call me Susan. Um, she, when she went to school, she was this young conventionally good-looking blonde girl and was basically told by her instructors because she wanted to be a sport therapist and she was told by one of her instructors like nobody's going to take you seriously because you like you look like you should be working at hand and stone essentially that's what she was told like that is so messed up to me that in the day and age we're in right now that you would be told just because you you look like a jock that, oh, you're never going to make it in the spa. That's insane to me that people still have that mentality. What you look like does not in any way dictate the type of skill you have or, you know, your personality or what you're th like. It's so bizarre that people still think that way. Like you can tell anything about a person by what they look like. Absolutely. Uh, funny enough. <laughs> and, and I suppose this works in defense of that particular person who said that to me. Um, I had had, a, before I was a massage therapist, I went to one spa downtown Toronto who, name I'm not going to drag through the mud because that's there's no need for that. It's okay, we'll talk uh, later. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, I went to this spa and it was like the first professional massage that I'd ever had. And the way that I felt after that massage was that's what I want people to, I want to give that to people. Mm. So when I got out of school, that was exactly where I went to that spa. And, um, I, I, I handed in, um, actually I didn't go there physically. I emailed in my, my resume and my, my CV and all that stuff and, and never heard back from anything. I thought, okay, that's kind of weird. Um, whatever, a couple of months go by and, uh, I went to the spa and, uh, I spoke to somebody at the front desk and I said, do you guys have a manager or somebody here? And he said, no, not, not really. Is there, is there an issue? And I said, no, but um, I just wanted to make sure that I had the right email address to submit a resume to. I'm a registered massage therapist and, you know, I would, I would love to submit a job application. And she says, oh, we don't hire men. Oh. And I was like, what do you mean you don't hire men? She said, no, we don't, we don't, we don't hire men. And I said, well, don't like, do you ever have people request for a male therapist? And she said, um, yeah, yeah, it happens. And no, you don't hire men. Then why not have a male <laughs> therapist? That just seems like poor business moves. I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't get it. So there is some crazy things that happen in this profession that, that people look at you and they assume something. There's tons of people that think like that. I know. Right? I I know tons. there are, but There's I'm just tons. saying it blows my mind because you know we live in a, a world where it's like. Don't assume anything about anybody based on their size. Don't assume anybody's gender based on what they look, you know, like all of these things that like we now know you just don't do, you know, you don't decide what, who somebody is based on what they look like. And yet you as a massage therapist are probably a wonderful spa therapist, but somebody looks at you and you're like, yeah, he looks like an athlete. No, he's not going to be any good. Like that's so bizarre to me. Or the cute blonde girl, nah, she's too pretty. Like what the fuck? She's too pretty to work for a sports team. What the fuck? Yeah, she can't work in a job where the lights are dimmed. I mean, that's, <laughs> you need lights. Come on. 
<laughs> this is a crazy world. I will say the one time I I shouldn't say the one time, but the first time I ever went to like sort of a high end spa, I had a male therapist because I, I, I when I called to book the appointment, um, I can't remember if they specifically asked me if I wanted a male or a female, but they must have because I, I I had said like to me it doesn't matter you know whoever I don't care male female whatever so I had a male therapist and. I go in there and I was like all excited. So I guess I was doing it a little bit too. I was all excited for this massage because he looked strong. It was the worst fucking massage I've ever had. He didn't listen to a word I said. You know, I told him specifically where I wanted him to focus on. So I went in. I had actually just finished studying for um, my OSCE. I think I had just done my OSCE like the week prior. And I went in there and I was like, basically everything from like, T8 to L5, like is on fire. Like, can we just focus there? I'm in so much pain. And he was like, yeah, no problem. I get on the table. He proceeded to work on my hamstrings for like 25 minutes. I'm like, I want to <laughs> murder this man. <laughs> like, I was so upset. But also the treatment was very... It just felt so generic and like it, it honestly felt like he was moisturizing me most of the time. And I was like, I'm so sad. I was like so excited because this guy looked like a really strong guy. And I thought I was going to get like a really great treatment. It sucked. <laughs> I won't drag that spot through the mud either or the therapist, but it sucked. <laughs> Let me ask you a question now. RMTs working where you work. What is the next step up or are we at the step up? Can you go higher as an RMT or are there any positions that are now above that are just, you know, beyond RMT at this point? Um, at this point, like as in for me, like where yeah. can I go higher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As an RMT, like holding the title as RMT still. Mm, I don't think so. Mm. You know, we have uh, we have about 400 therapists in the in the 33 locations and we have three corporate trainers, one of them, which is part time. So we're sort of the top of it. Yeah. Um, and then beneath that, every location has um, a coach who does the one-on-one, like I was saying, the orientation right, and right. Um, those kinds of things. And then a, and then a trainer this is the title. Um, and they're the ones responsible for going through the hot stone treatments, uh, cold stone facial massage, foot exfoliation treatments, the signature treatments, and, right. and, um, and teaching and evaluating. I got to know now. Now that I kind of get the feel for what's going on here, I want to know about the fucking championship. I know. Okay, I want to know how so, the fuck you end up going. I want, I want to know what the deal is here. So before, you give me the play before by we play. even get into that, I will say um, the play by we play. work very closely. Like Mark and I are part owners now of the Canadian Massage Conference, and we work very closely with um, the two therapists who have been sort of organizing it and owning it for the last, I don't know, 15 years. And... One of them is super obsessed with the World Massage Championships. And I don't know if anyone remembers a couple of years ago, he was like, we're going to bring this to Canada. We're going to bring this to Canada. And I don't know if Canada's ready for it, no, to be honest, Canada like at all. <laughs> but because Mark and I are working with them now and working on the conference, we wanted to add in at least an international element. We want to expose specifically Ontario therapists, but Canadian therapists to what massage is like internationally. Great idea, eh? and, a great idea, that one. You know what he's saying? Because it's 100% <laughs> his idea. But it's such a good idea because we're in such a box here in in Ontario specifically like we have one idea of what massage is get them in and drink. it's very different internationally so 
you got to experience that. You got to participate in the World Massage Championship. So yeah, I want to know how the hell you got there. And I want, I just want to know everything about it. So in the, uh, in the pre-pandemic world, um, I happened to see this thing pop up on Facebook that said, you know, do you, did you know there's a World Championship of Massage? And I was like, what is this bullshit? <laughs> and so I clicked on it and I watched it and watched the quick little teaser video. And they had a couple people doing some Thai yoga things and, you know, there was incense and banging the gong and this yeah. other thing. I looked, okay, that's nice. And then I couldn't get it out of my head. I watched a, a trailer or maybe it was a video from, from one of the events. And I was like, that is fucking cool. Like I would watch this all fucking day long. I would watch it all day long. And that's, that's sort of what happened. I was just like, Oh, this, you know, maybe I'll just take another look at this. And, um, I am an incredibly, incredibly competitive person. And um, I, I have some interesting views on what it means to truly be competitive. I don't think being competitive means you want to beat someone else. It's just about bringing the absolute best out of yourself. And if someone else pushes you to do that, that's great. But for me, it was, this is an opportunity that I can showcase what I can do. And I can have judges look at me and say, okay, your pressure is good, but your footwork is all wrong. Or your communication with your client was shit. It needs to be better than that or whatever. And I couldn't turn that down. I, I, I want to be judged. I want to be critically evaluated. Let's back all this up. Let's back all this up. Tell yeah. me about, is there, is there an application process? Like, and if there is, what does that look like? Like, give me that, but let's start from the beginning. Cause I'm really curious how's the, how do, how do you, how do you go from seeing this on, on, on your compute on the interweb? And then suddenly you're like, <laughs> I'm in this thing guys. Like, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, well that well, so that was it. That was, it, it was that desire to want to be evaluated that made me look further into it. And what I learned was there's not really much, um, much into the, into the application process. You okay. submit your information. Yeah. Um, you do have to submit, um, what your uh, governing body is, okay. whatever that looks like, whether it's you know a massage council or group or uh, college, whatever, right. depending on where you are in the world, and um, and then within two days you get an email that says "Welcome to the World Championship." So of massage. is there is there months. is there any specification on like a classification of massage that you do, a type of massage, a description of what what you're showcasing? And if so, what what do you what do you put in that? So the way that that the world championship uh, runs is it's in Copenhagen, Denmark. I don't know if I said that or not, um, but it's there are six different categories. Um, let's see if I can remember them: <laughs> uh, sw Swedish massage, uh, wellness massage, freestyle massage, Asian massage, and uh, Eastern and Western. Did I say that right? You could have said anything and I would have believed. Eastern twice. And chair massage is the other category. Um, and so you the competition is two days and you pick two categories to compete in. Gotcha. Um, I did find out later actually you can pick the same category twice, which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, but mm. whatever. Um, so I looked at considered my own massage style and I thought, okay, well, I have to go for Swedish and I think wellness is going to be the other category that best represents what I do. Right. So, uh, yeah. So I, I booked my plane ticket and went to Copenhagen and. So wait, um, wait, wait, let's, let's slow this down. Let's slow this down. How many, <laughs> how many people 
I, I guess you might, you probably don't even know this. Like, how many people apply to this thing and how many people get accepted? I don't know how many applied, but uh, there were 200 competitors from 43 different countries. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's, yeah. That's pretty cool. That would just be so freaking cool to watch like all of these different therapists like doing their thing doing their okay, own yeah, style so let's, let's, let's go back you're on a plane now and <laughs> mark wants every every detail all right so so tell me about how this how this thing goes your first day doing shit like how does this go is there i don't know i'm confused I'm, I'm like is there is there like is it like is there like are there like days that you got that you're allowed to do warm are you wearing a number like, are you wearing a canadian flag anywhere <laughs> I, I want to yes. know. All I made of this. sure that I had I had a big Canada uh, golf shirt, and uh, I had another sh- the, the 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 shirt that I wore on the first day. I just had a Canadian uh, maple leaf pin on my shoulder. Some people were hardcore. Some people had like full scrubs with their face on the back. Oh my god! And other people had like their That's companies written on it and their phone numbers and things like that. Yeah. Um, flags, lots and lots of flags. So, oh wait, is is everyone like staying in like the same? the same complex like all of the participants i have no idea okay. no i don't think so gotcha, i mean gotcha, gotcha. so the, it takes place at um at the polytechnic college i can't think of what it's called yep. uh in copenhagen and people are just all stationed all over the place so gotcha, i was gotcha. i was in a i was in a spot i don't know about a 10 minute bus ride away mm. um closer to new haven uh, there were five other canadians there um we all actually happened to sort of bump into each other um uh, over lunch on the first day, which was really cool. And it's, it's just a neat experience. Like not every profession gets an opportunity to a compete and b represent your country. What are you talking about, man? Accountants do this shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? So this is why this I will bring so this exciting. up now. This is why we're <laughs> uncertain if Canada is ready for this because there are people who feel like, well, we're regulated healthcare professionals. Yes, yes. We shouldn't be competing. First of all. But like everything you're saying, I'm like, I want to be yes, there. Canada is not ready for this. Canada is not ready for this. But I do want you to continue because I want to hear like the metrics for the judging. Because you said some really fucking interesting shit there. And I, and I want to hear more about that. How you, how you were wanting to get the feedback and the criticism, you know, so you can be better and all of these different... You just tell, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the way it works is um, you're in a group of three. Okay. Uh, person A massages person B, while person C is off in the auditorium, uh, in the observation room. They're watching past champions speak and um, demonstrations of of, um, of techniques and things like that. Cool. And what happens is you are massaging your direct competition. Okay. So. There are judges walking around the room. The judges are, are critiquing you on the things we were talking about, body mechanics, creativity, um, technique effectiveness, these types of things. Meanwhile, the massage therapist who's on the table receiving massage also is giving a score out of 15. Gotcha. Or the, the, before the massages actually start, the founder of the International Massage Association, the one who runs this competition, mm-hmm. he lets all the therapists know if we suspect that you're not giving fair scores to the therapist, we will kick you out of the tournament. Right. Oh, because you know, I'm laying on the table. No. Okay. Well, this person's also in the Swedish. Yeah. That was a five out of 15 massage. Yeah. So the judges have a relatively good idea as to what, um, what the score should be. So, um, so the person on the table gives a score and the judges 
are also critiquing. And then at the end of the days, they decide who the top three in all six categories are. And the number one person in the six categories all go head to head to head to head. So let me ask you, Ryan, when you're on the table and you are giving a score to knowingly your direct competition, are there criteria for how you're scoring them? Like I know the judges walking around are looking at body, body mechanics and thinking about client communication, et cetera. You as the client, are you just critiquing on like subjective stuff, whether or not you like the treatment or are there actual criteria that you're supposed to score based on? Yeah. So this was, I loved my experience at the competition, but I do have some major criticisms of it. Uh, criticisms of it. Um, it's, it's one of the reasons why I've been an ambassador for Canadian massage championship and an advocate for it, because I do want to do it again with appropriate changes. And one of the things was we were given zero frame of reference as to what a score is other than what was that score out of 15? How would you rate that? So it's literally based on your preferences as a client. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, what happened to me on, um, yeah, what the hell? Let's start from the beginning. How many, we got time? Yeah, good. Let's we go. got so much time. Sick, let's do it. So day one was my uh, Swedish massage category. And um, we got taken into a room. There's, I don't know, eight or 10 other tables in the room. And I, I do a quick um, a quick assessment with my, with my client. She's from France. Uh, we give her a quick rundown of what the treatment is going to look like. Does that sound okay? And oh, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Um, I look over and everyone else has already started. And I was like, okay, so I guess intake wasn't a thing. Here we go. And uh, so we get, she gets on the table and I'm doing my treatment and I'm feeling pretty good about it. I think, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I got to show off a little bit here. We got, let's, let's do something here. There's, there is a certain show element of what it is that you're going to do. And so for me, I figure that's going to be my hip capsule work because I'm a good at it. And B, it looks different than some uh, some other just regular Swedish massage techniques. Right. So I say, I say to the client, okay, so this is where I'm going to start. I'm going to come into this area here. I'm going to work on your psoas. I'm going to work into your iliacus muscle. So I'm going to be undraping your abdomen. Um, we're going to keep you covered uh, at your chest at all times. Does that sound okay? And she says, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> and I was, And I was like okay, like it's right here. And I showed it on myself, like, I'm just going to dig in. I'm just going to apply some pressure. I'm going to lift here. I'm going to apply this pressure. Oh no, no, I don't like that. But you can work on my arms more. Mm. Oh. And so I'm like, you're my body. Shut up and let me do my thing. Right, right. And then the actual therapist clicked into my head who said, you just asked your client for consent to treat. And she said, no. So move on. So that's what I did. I went up to her arms and I started working on her arms. We chit-chatted. We had an open line of communication. Everything was good the rest of the way. I gave my massage and then we were done. How stressful though. You're in the midst of a competition and you think, I'm going to show some really cool techniques. And the client's like, oh, no, you're not, monsieur. Yeah, no, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I mean, communication is going to be... Uh, an issue in an international competition like that in this particular case the communication was not the issue i don't know what was so fair enough you know what that's at the end of the day i asked she said no what am i going to do about it i'm not going to stand there and complain oh foul it's competition i'm trying to do and she won't let me like why why so the judge comes over and talks to her on the table as i 
as, as I'm leaving the room, because you're not the, the therapist can't stand around in the room and hear the conversation. And then when I re-enter the room, she gives me a big, big thumbs up and and she said, Oh, that was that was really, really good. I said, okay, okay, awesome, great. So it felt good about day one. Day two was a little bit different. So day two was wellness massage. And um instead of giving a massage first, I received a massage in the afternoon on day one. And it was, a, it was a good massage. What was really annoying was that the therapist had hired um, like a camera crew to record him. Oh. And so the entire time I can hear like cameras flickering in my face while I'm face down. Right, right, right. So it was just really distracting to the treatment. But, um, but anyway, it was, it was a great massage. It was good. That guy was from Bulgaria. Um, and he ended up taking second place in a different category. So good for him. So day two was wellness massage. And so this time it was reversed. It was, I was giving the massage or I was receiving the massage first thing in the morning. And then I was giving after that. And so as much as I love the spa atmosphere, and I might ask you guys to help me out with the word here. I'm not an, um, not big into the energy I don't think holistic is the right word side of massage. You can, yeah, you can say energy, energy work, yeah. not for you. Energy work. Okay. Yeah. It's not, not for me. So I walked into the room that I knew I was going to be receiving this massage. And there's one table that had like the colorful candles laid <laughs> out on the table and various oils and things. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be me for sure. And so I walk up to the guy and say, Hey, are you so-and-so? And he says, Oh yeah. Hi. Nice to meet you. He was from Greece. And, um, I say, okay, so what's, what's the game plan here? Uh, do you want me to lay it face down, face up? What's, what's the deal? And he says, no, 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 just sit on the side of the table. And that's how we're going to start. Okay, sure. And so we're getting ready to start. And now I'm kind of thinking like, okay, maybe this is just my North American conservative mentality, but I'm kind of sitting here in my boxers, <laughs> room full of cameras and stuff that's being live streamed on Facebook. And that's fine, but you know. <laughs> okay, let's get comfortable. Let's do it. So anyway. So he says to me, you, you, you cl close your eyes and hold your hands out like in front of you to, re to receive. And I was like, to receive, okay. And he puts a candle in my hands and then he stands in front of me and he starts rubbing my head with the most amount of oil I've ever experienced in my life. I just actually and snorted because this all sounds like a lie, but this really happened to you. This, uh, oh, yeah, 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 I wish yeah, there was yeah, video no, of this. <laughs> It happened. It happened. Um, there are a couple of pictures. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with a lot of things, but having another grown man stand about six inches from my face, staring into my eye, rubbing my head was a little bizarre when I'm not wearing any clothes. Anyway, so what he does is he goes to kind of scoop me up like I'm a baby and lay me down on the table. Now stop. Now I'm making something. this shit up. I, stop it. I, no, 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 no. This is the greatest so, story ever. Now I do something in my treat in my treatment rooms. I never pre-pillow. I always lift up my client's legs and I put the pillow in under into the right spot. Right. And for me, that's sort of uh I want you to feel that I got you. 
Like I can lift you, I can move you around, it's all good. Mm-hmm. When the person can't really lift you and they're trying to, and there's a lot of oil, <laughs> it doesn't really instill a lot of confidence. <laughs> and so I'm I'm not gonna fall here. So I'm kind of moving myself onto the table just to try to try to let it no. He says no. Like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> And so he, he scoops me and he kind of half drops me onto the table. Like, oh shit. Okay, cool. <laughs> and so, uh, We're gonna so he starts, this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So he's, so he starts, starts massaging and he's bouncing around. He does a little bit of my arms. He does a little bit of my legs. His footwork was wicked. He gets full points for that. Um, anyway, he gets me to turn over. So now I'm, I'm, I'm face down and I hear him feel him hear him leave the table and i hear him like fluttering around in his bag and then i hear like the flicking of a lighter and i was like oh i guess he's lighting up a candle again or whatever okay and then i start to feel this oil dripping on my back (laughs) and it is really hot and holy shit he's pouring candle wax on my back Okay. Consent this is not is a thing. Zero communication. <laughs> zero communication. Shout out Greece. Good style. And um, so all kinds of candle, all kinds of candle wax on me. And I'm like, holy shit, man. Are you a hairy fire. guy, Ryan? Because I can imagine this would be not very uncomfortable. Particularly. <laughs> particularly. Got uncomfortable. Um, from what I, he, he leaves, he leaves again and he throws a towel over my back. And then I start to feel like weight in different areas on my back <laughs> and then i hear the flicking of the lighter again and i'm like oh my god he's got he's lighting these candles and he's putting them on my back <laughs> then i feel one sitting on the back of my head <laughs> now i'm thinking i am covered in the most flammable oil <laughs> like the most like there's so much guys so much oil <laughs> and i'm thinking if i if something happens if i sneeze it's game over i'm going up in flame have we ever seen van wilder <laughs> yeah, <this is> exactly <laughs> this is taj on fire <laughs> yeah. so let me tell you uncomfortable i'm laying there that was the most scared i think i've ever been to not move Imagine so that. Then, this is how I die, covered in oil, half naked. This is this is what's going through my head. There's cameras. They're gonna catch this. This is this is gonna be epic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go be find on this on YouTube. Yeah, I need to see I'm this video. This on I need. To. <laughs> I don't care if I have to find. I have to pay like a PI to find this on YouTube. I don't know if it's the rosé or not, but this is the best story I think I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> Because I imagine it all starts with like, here, little boy, hold my candle while I rub your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Well, we're almost oh at, we're God. almost at the half we're almost at the halfway point of this story. Canada is not ready we're for this. Almost at the halfway Canada point of this. Is not ready for this. <laughs> so, so he's he's massaging, he's doing his thing, and now I feel he's bounced down to my feet. And now he's back up to my arms and now he's doing a little bit on my neck and then he's back at my feet again. And it occurs to me that his massage is done and he must still have like 20 minutes to go. And so now he's just trying to fill it out and it was not, not good. So I survived the massage. Everything was fine. And 
then the judge comes over. Oh, <laughs> then he comes up and he whispers into my ear. Are you relaxed now? <laughs> no, I was scared for my life the entire time. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Thanks, man. That's, thank you. Have you so the seen judge comes over. <laughs> Have you seen Ben <laughs> So the judge comes over to me and says, okay, tell me about that massage. Or what, what's your score for that massage? And, and I said, like an eight. And he says, oh, why? And I said, because he didn't communicate a single thing to me. If he had told me, hey, we're doing a candle massage, mm. okay, I know what's coming. I can be prepared for that. It's all good. When you don't know candle wax is about to be poured on you and then a potentially hazardous flame is being placed on the back of your head, you get uncomfortable. So now I'm going to tell you the worst part of the whole thing. Mm. Later on, maybe a week later, I saw pictures of myself on the table. Every one of those candles was wrapped up in a towel was completely secured, was completely safe. He The way he was moving the candle wax, he was pouring it into his own hand before he poured it on me. I was in no danger at any time. I was completely safe. And he didn't communicate shit to me. Hmm. Oh. All he had to do was say, this is what I'm going to do. You're going to feel the candles. It's totally okay. They're completely safe. And he would have gotten a way higher score. He completely lost because of communication. And the language was not a barrier for us. So the communication was was huge in that massage for me. Otherwise, the massage was fine. Just it was terrifying. <laughs> you know what? And the judges who spoke to you and the judges who were watching, that's probably where he would have lost all of his marks anyway, or why his score would have been lower. Because yeah. you as the patient were like, this is fucking terrifying. I'm going to ignite <laughs> spontaneously yeah, yeah. combust <laughs> oh yeah. so so this massage so my receiving massage is done so now it's my turn to give a massage so we get 10 minutes to flip the table and then it's go time and uh i'm now treating a guy from uh from switzerland and oh so you I, don't I, treat the same guy who just treated you no he then went off to I don't know, light some candles somewhere else, I guess. <laughs> Rub some heads. So, yeah, so I'm now treating a, treating a, a gentleman from, uh, from Switzerland. I give, I, we do a quick intake. Say, okay, do I, is there anything that I need to know about? Um, and he says, yeah, I've got a uh, fused vertebrae down here. You, you'll see the scar. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And um, this is wellness massage. So I'm just thinking, you know what? I'm just going to give a good kick-ass, slow massage, lots of movement get the client feeling good. That's, that's my plan. I don't really have any tricks for this one. Just I'm going to showcase myself, I guess. So I just went through what I felt like was a traumatic experience. Now I'm trying to give a massage in the hottest room of my life while still dripping in oil <laughs> while being judged. I've never been more uncomfortable. Oh, the sweat is dripping off of my face as I'm trying to massage and trying to do my thing. And I always feel like physically I could go forever and ever and ever. Mentally, when I start to check out, that's it. I'm toast. And mentally, I started to check out. So I had previously told myself, you know, don't, don't look at what anybody else is doing. Just focus on you and on your client. And, and that's all that matters right now. Well, I'm starting to feel down and I'm not feeling good. And I thought, okay, well, I might as well get a look at what else is going on. So remember I said, I'm not really an energy guy, right? So I have a look over to my right. And this therapist has a bowl full of oil 
and he's crouched down at the guy's head and there's a hole in the bottom of this bowl and it is like a faucet of oil running down onto this guy's face. I'm like, uh-huh. And I look across the way here sort of to my one o'clock. Can we call this energy? This just seems messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to, we were done. They were like, hey, you guys clean that oil up. I was like, clean it up. I'm, it's, the sweat is mine. The oil is actually <laughs> So I look over to the one o'clock and uh, there's a therapist there that she's laying a towel on the client's legs and then lighting it on fire and then whipping it away. As, uh, to, like, as you do. As you do in the massage. <laughs> sure. As, as you would. <laughs> Directly across from me is a person doing like a seashell massage. Okay. Next to her is someone massaging with feathers. Did I mention that Canada is not ready Canada's for this? Canada is not ready for this. I want to go on record. Canada is not ready for not this. Not ready for this. <laughs> and so I'm watching the feather massage and there are these big ostrich looking things that she's kind of stroking and light, light touch. And I think I'm in the wrong fucking room. <laughs> this is not, I'm not in the right place 100% you were in the wrong room. He's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what does wellness mean? <laughs> what does wellness what mean wellness internationally? Mean? <laughs> Maybe I got the word wrong. Someone yeah. give me a dictionary. What does wellness mean? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I finished my massage and uh, the guy gets up off the table and he was like, dude, that was the best massage I've ever had. If you ever come to Switzerland, you look me up because you're, you're my guy. I was like, oh. Okay, right on. That's awesome. That's worth something. So from that point, you don't really find out what the judges think of your massage, which is another major criticism I have of the championship. Sorry, I thought he was going to say, and you know what? Fucking feathers won. <laughs> I swear that's what I thought was coming. Sorry, sorry. Do you sorry. know who did wait, wait, win wait, wait, in that room? We're, I, we're, I get, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. He's, 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 he's working us there. He, that's, you just finished saying like that's one of the major criticisms that he had. God, keep going, keep yeah. going. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So, so what happens is one to three get picked and it's, they're just picked by the judges. There's no score. There's no numbers. They just decide. I like that person. I like that person. I like that person, mm. which is a little bit questionable when you see that the person who won the wellness category also happens to work for a major sponsor. Oh, that's interesting. Totally my own you know, evaluation of the situation. I'm not pointing fingers at anything. That's just what I noticed. Was it feathers? <laughs> we need to no, know. it wasn't feathers. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't feathers. Uh, the guy, he had, it was hard to see because he was on the opposite end of the auditorium in the championship. Um, he had a cart with him that was this wide array of aromatherapy blends. And he did a like a lot, a lot of face work. Hmm. It's the best way, like 40%. 60% of the massage was just on the face. So Mark and I are very open-minded and we think body work in general and the way massage therapy is performed internationally, we think it's super interesting and we try to showcase this, right? But as we said, we have a partner who is like, we need to bring the World Massage Championships to Canada. And both of us were like, like no, Canada can't fucking handle this. We're not doing this. The problem is, like, yeah, people hear competition yes. and there's like a negative connotation to that. And that's when I said, let's do an international expo. So that's what that we're way, doing. That way we can still showcase all these things that no one has seen. There's no, stay away from the word competition. Just throw that away. There is actually a lot of value 
in this type of thing. So let's bring it in slowly. Let's ease people into this. So that's when Mark came up with this idea. Let's do an international massage expo. Let's showcase different types of body work that happen around the world that are interesting that, you know, let's see if Ontario therapists embrace this and find it interesting like we do. And we'll even start with like basic shit like Thai massage and Lomi Lomi and like you know stuff where there's there where there's where there's no candles. (laughs) No candles. (laughs) When we talk about the idea of okay, well what is it what does wellness massage mean? That's the most important thing that I think that I took from being at the uh, World Massage Championship was how broad the scope of what's considered massage actually is. And everybody has their own version of, of pain or suffering or whatever you want to call it. And who knows what the right thing for that person could be. You'll never know unless you are completely exposed to the possibilities Yep. That's what the massage championship represents for me is possibilities. I love that idea. So Mark and I were invited back for, I don't know, maybe the sixth time today to speak in a oh, yeah. first term therapeutic relationships class at Sutherland Chan. They invite us, you know, just because we are so open and willing to speak freely, they invite us to come speak to the class where the class can ask us anything and we have to answer it. And That was one thing that we talked about where internationally massage sort of means one thing. And yet here in Ontario, it's like we have this very, very narrow view of what massage and massage therapy is. Yeah, because our our conversation with that group this morning was along these lines maybe the general but like the question came up like do you think educating the public about what massage therapy is like is there other barriers to doing that blah 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 is it important and then one of the ideas that we just kicked in because we just throw ideas on the table is maybe the general public actually doesn't need to be educated like maybe they got it right maybe what they know of massage which is nakedness and grease (laughs) is 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 pretty much the way it's performed around the world there's there's a certain amount of nudity and there's some grease going on well that's exactly it when you're when you're booking a massage you have this expectation because in most parts of the world massage means that yes you're going to disrobe in some shape or form and somebody's going to be rubbing some sort of oil or lotion or something on your body something slick and yeah and so we were just saying how like it it seems in ontario that we're we're very close-minded to a lot of these things and we think we have to I don't know, reinvent massage therapy and prove ourselves. I I understand why. I I, I get both sides, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think that's a part that I don't think Ontario thinks about very much because they're healthcare. We're healthcare. We're healthcare. We're healthcare. We are healthcare. So yes. So there's the, it's it's the, anyway, I'll stop. But you guys continue. (laughs) So yeah, in terms of the championships, Ryan, when you were going to do this, was there ever a part of you that, because like we said, there were people in no, Ontario who him. felt like because this is inappropriate for healthcare. But he's going for- How do you respond to that because, though? I'll, I'll respond for him. This guy, one, loves the idea of experience. <laughs> he could talk. He loves the idea of experiencing <laughs> shit. That's one thing. He loves just like this fucking new and cool and, and I've never done this before, so why not? Two, he's competitive as fuck. He's competitive as fuck for himself because that'll make him better. And he always- 
always wants to get better. He wants to improve. And then he's got a whole bunch of other professionals that are going to give me, going to, going to kind of give me feedback on the things that they're looking out for. And, and, and therefore, this is a massive learning experience. Do you think it was a massive learning experience, Ryan? Do you, like, do you feel like you took a lot away from day. this? I feel like I you really did nail yeah. it. I was watching his face. Was it was a, so good. Great answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I definitely, um, I definitely, definitely learned um, to try. You know, not be, don't be afraid to. <laughs> before, so let me try this one more time. Um, when I was deciding to go, my my first thought was, oh my god, I'm gonna. When they announce me as the winner, I'm gonna wrap a Canadian flag around me and stand up on my massage table. Ah! And then like Oakworks is going to come out of nowhere and sign into a sponsorship deal. Like, let's go. I was so fired up. And then I was like, what if I'm like embarrassingly bad and they usher me out of the competition and they'd be like, I'm, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Monsieur Canada. This is not for you. And please like that. What I learned is go for it don't be afraid of failure. I mean, even if you do fail, that's how you learn. You learn what you can and can't do by doing. Where do you get the confidence, Ryan? I have to ask you, because I can guarantee there are people thinking like, I would never in a million years want to be treating someone with cameras and judges and knowing that I'm being evaluated. Where do you get the confidence? Um, I would, I think I would flip the question back and say, where, like, where is your confidence? What puts it into your head? Like what puts the fear into your head? If it's just the fear of failure, what's going to happen? Nothing. You're going to live another day. Mm -hmm. Confidence, I guess for me is like, it's, it's, it's logical. You know, I don't know what's going to come from tomorrow. So why would I assume tomorrow is going to be bad? It doesn't make sense. Did you feel going into this massage championship, did you feel like, I'm a really great fucking therapist. I want to showcase my ability. Or was it... Especially as hip work. I, I am not certain about my ability. I feel pretty good. You know, I have a lot of repeat clients. They like what I do. But... I want to see what people are doing. I want to learn from other people. Like, where were you thinking? Were you thinking, I'm so awesome, or let me just do this. Are you Ralph Macchio as you're walking in? As you're walking in (laughs) and you're watching the competition around you? Are you the karate kid at this moment? That's the way I see it, by the way. That's the way I see it. (laughs) Um, No, definitely not. Um, I definitely didn't go just to showcase what I can do because. That's what I do all day, every day. I I don't need the ego boost. It's nice. It's delicious. Gotta love those ego waffles. But having <laughs> someone say to you, hey, that was an awesome massage. Okay, where do I go from here? I want to challenge myself. I want to do better. I want to, I want to learn more. And Swedish massage, believe it or not, is not from Ontario. Why shouldn't I go internationally and have People from all over the world demonstrate what makes their hometown massage unique. Can we please remember that and like make this a quote in the liner notes of this episode? Swedish massage, believe it or not, is not from Ontario. <laughs> hey, some people, some people need to realize that one. We have a pretty high horse in Ontario. <laughs> we Anyways. really do. And that's why we feel that 
it's the massage championships might not be accepted here, but I'm hoping that people will listen to this and maybe look at some of the footage from this and recognize that it's actually such a unique learning experience that could be really fucking beneficial for it's, all of it's us. It's just a language thing because massage therapists are attached to the word massage, right? So when they when they think massage, they think they 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 think what they do. They think healthcare when they hear the word massage. So if they're thinking body work, then they would probably think about these things. But they they put massage in 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 healthcare only. Massage basically. is you know healthcare, I mean? but it would be crazy to d- deny the fact that as massage therapists, there is an art to it. You know, if it, I, it it's I not strictly. It. I mean, I know you get it. I know Ryan gets it, but. There are people who I don't think get that. There, well, there. It's like it, when we have a new yeah. massage student. Well, that's you know, I mean. all it's, of us it, have taught, right? I, I don't know. Well, I mean, Ryan's a corporate trainer, so, so we've all taught. And there are certain people that just naturally have this remarkable ability to know how to apply pressure the right way, how to communicate with people. Like there's certain even soft skills in our profession that it's not it's not teachable. You either have this or you don't have this. And there is such an art form to, yes, this healthcare modality, this healthcare thing, but it, it's, it's not just healthcare. The, the art, the art is a huge part of it. And the, the biggest detractor that I always hear about the idea of the competition is, well, doctors don't have competitions. Yeah. But you know what? I think in certain things, surgery is also an art. You telling me that, you know, how I treat a and how I treat B, and then how I get between A and B is the art form. Well, if someone's doing their sutures, you don't think the way that they're doing, the type of suture that they use for a particular thing is also an art form? Absolutely it is. Why can't we celebrate that art form of massage therapy as well? Don't tell me we can't have a competition because a doctor doesn't have a competition. Who cares what doctors are doing anyway? We are not doctors. And the competition doesn't make you, oh, you're the best massage therapist in the world. And I think that's what people are thinking about because, again, we're so married to this idea that, you know, you can't be the best RMT because there's so much subjectiveness to that. Okay, fine. It means that you have the skills, you have the art, like you have the whole package. You're able to communicate effectively with your client. You're able to do a proper intake assessment. You're able to give a massage that feels effective and also looks aesthetically ple- aesthetically pleasing, I guess is the word. <laughs> it's art. I agree. And I look forward to the expo and showcasing all the different versions of this art, no matter where it's, no matter where it's coming from. I want to speak to the to, to, to the question about confidence one more time. Um, my my dad taught me that you never want to be the best guitar player in the jam session because you'll never learn anything. So if you can take your weakness and have that be the reason for doing something, you will turn it into a strength. It just takes a little bit of time and patience. Not ready for it. <laughs> nothing I can nothing I can tell you. <laughs> not not ready for it. And I understand why. I get why. I get why. But the whole other side is just fucking, just open up a window and look outside, man. There's so much cool shit going on. Just take it all in. I don't know. Yeah, and as as funny as parts of the experience were and ridiculous as they are to retell, it was really cool. 
it, it was really cool to see all of these other types of massage therapy that I will probably never see again unless I go, you know, overseas. Now that you've done it once, Ryan, would you do it again? I would do it again if they changed a couple of things. Like I really wanted a score. I, wa- I just wanted to know why was I not in the top three? What was it that I needed that I could have done better? Because I didn't really get that um, constructive criticism that I was looking for. So the learning experience that you were hoping for wasn't really delivered because you don't know what they did or didn't like about your treatments. That's correct. Yeah. So I, I, I still would call it a learning experience. Absolutely. Just not the learning experience I expected it to be. If and when Canada is ready for it, I guess you'll be on the committee. Absolutely. I hope, I hope we will be ready for it sooner than later. Um, I was reading a thing this morning. It looks like Quebec is gearing up to um, take their shot at a, 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 Quebec a championship. Is, yeah, yeah, Quebec yeah. is going to do it. And we're happy for that because Quebec is unregulated. So it seems like a good place to start. Ontario, on the other hand, I don't think is quite there yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Actually, they, um, what is her name? Fan, I believe is her name. Yeah. The massage therapist from Quebec that did, she went last Hold year, on. I think. I legit just got a Facebook notification with her name. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Fan Duquette? Duquette? Yeah. 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 So she, she just went last year, I think, in whatever capacity. Maybe it was only virtual, actually. I don't know if she actually went to Copenhagen or not. Um, but she she placed. She won a medal while uh, while she was over there. And you can see her style of massage therapy. It celebrates the art of massage. And maybe that can help us in here in Ontario if we just get a little taste of what that means. Um, because I do believe that there is, and this is going to go back to the whole spa clinic um, divide, there is a divide. And to the point of a disrespect between therapists where I remember I was doing, I was doing some recruiting um, one time at, I don't know. So one of the massage conferences, I spoke to, I tried to speak to a massage therapist said, Oh, Hey, have you, you know, have you ever been to a hand in stone? Do you ever consider working for hand in stone? And she said, Oh no, I do therapy. Hmm. Wow. Like, well, what do you think that I don't, I don't understand. I had another guy. They, they, They think that you don't. That's the answer. They think that you don't. Yeah, I had another another guy walked up to me, and um, he was like, "Oh, so this is this uh, this is the spa." They go, like, oh, yeah, "Yeah, yeah." He said, "So, uh, so if I were to come in and I have, uh, let's see, I have carpal tunnel, uh, what are you going to do about it?" And I was like, "You're testing me, okay? Uh, I don't know. I would probably start by ripping through your fascia a little bit, see what's going on in there." And he was like, "Ripping through. This is the way you speak to your clients." buddy you're not my you're not my client (laughs) he was looking for a reason to be upset with you (laughs) and that was it and he was like okay good luck good luck bud that's weird like i i get why an rmt might might be like competition can't deal with that i this doesn't make sense to me i can even see why an rmt who doesn't know anything about spas or working at a spa or has ever even been to a spa whatever the case is is just going on what people fucking say blows my mind though just just not even the willingness to like take a look take a look do you know what i mean the first time the first time that i met mark was at a Canadian massage conference a couple of years back. And I think I assume, 
Yeah, I don't remember who exactly introduced us. It doesn't matter. And uh, it was like, oh, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. And that was the end of it. We went our separate ways. And somebody says to me, oh, you talked to, to Mark? And I said, yeah. He's the, the podcast guy, right? Yeah. Oh, you, you want to stay away from him. <laughs> oh. I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, he, you know, he ruffles a lot of feathers. <laughs> you don't want to associate with that guy. I would love to know who said that. That's funny because I was with you at that conference. Who'd you piss off? I, I, I piss off. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think I piss off anybody. I think people get pissed off with me. <laughs> There's a yeah. difference, see? There's yeah, the difference. That's true. <laughs> you ruffle a lot of feathers. It was one of, he always ruffles a lot of feathers. And I was like, oh, that's definitely a guy I want to get to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird because I don't think I don't think we do that at all. I really don't. I think we talk like everyone else. We have the same conversations that everyone else does. I, I understand why people don't like us, and I and I'm cool with that. And I understand why people don't like this podcast, and I'm cool with that too. But in terms of, I don't think we ruffle feathers. Like, I don't think we go. I don't think we say anything over the top. I don't think we say anything overly controversial. I don't. We're we're kind of a neutral kind of. <laughs> Maybe I'm making this up. I, I, don't I know. think we actually are a little bit too neutral because we have people on from like so many different areas and we're just like, yeah, cool, man. Cool. Like we do. <laughs> yeah. I heard, I, I heard Kobe Bryant speak one time about that, um, how leadership is not being afraid of confrontation. Like if you have something in your teeth, you want someone to be able to say to you, Hey man, you got something right in there yes yes you do and that's a sign of leadership so saying things that maybe other people are not necessarily happy with that's not ruffling feathers to me that's being a leader to me this is the funniest part of all of this the people that are typically looked up to and are looked at as being the leaders in our in our immediate profession in ontario those folks are actually really kind of happy and pleased with what we do. It, and that's the part that blows me away. Like, and then everyone else that kind of, you know, follows through with whatever these people are saying, they're the ones with the problems with what we do. I'm like, mm. but the people that you adore, they actually enjoy what we do. It's just, it's a weird circle to me. Yeah, it is interesting because, yeah, there's a lot of people who have garnered a lot of respect you know, like the Whitney Lowe's or even Christine Sutherland and Grace Chan, then there's certain people that think we are destroying the entire profession. Yeah. Well, maybe we are. <laughs> maybe we are. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Christine Sutherland and Grace Chan, I caught a couple of teasers that you guys put out. Boy, you want to make a person feel intimidated about going on a show. Tell them they're going on after Christine Sutherland and Grace Chan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you know... Um, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox movie, with the, the John C. Riley is like the Johnny Cash spoof. It's an underrated comedy. I mean, for the first like forty John minutes. John C. Riley's pretty funny, so okay. I'm listening. He's he's about he's about to go on stage for like his first show and he's really nervous and he doesn't know. And the the stage manager comes up to him and says, Hey Dewey, we're gonna change the schedule a little bit. So you're you're going on uh you're going on after Elvis. <laughs> and he's like, hang on, hang on. Buddy Holly is on stage now. And then Elvis, and then me, <laughs> Buddy Holly, Elvis, and then me. So you guys are rolling out Christine Sutherland and Grace Chan, and then oh, and by the way, here's this guy too. <laughs> Holy jumping <laughs> pressure! That's true. You're actually probably going to go out right after. That. 
wicked. Here's oh, Stairway to so Heaven, good. and then hear one of our newer songs off of the B-side. <laughs> no, false, Ryan, false. Bring your I confidence back. <laughs> Actually, I have, a, I, have a funny, I have a funny Grace Chan story. So she was doing a master class, and I signed up. Um, I went to Sutherland Chan, so an opportunity to actually learn one-on-one from Grace Chan. I was like, yeah, I'm in. And so she's, she's doing her thing. It had to do with the neck rotation and, and um, she needs a volunteer. So my hand shoots up. Yep. Put your hands on me, lady. Let's go. And so I get on the table and she, she turns my head to the left, like 10 degrees and then brings me back. And she's like, okay, he can go about that far. And then Ryan puff your chest up like a bird, like real quick. And then lay back on the table. I go, okay. And I do it. And then she turns my head about 90 degrees. And the whole class is like, oh my, that was amazing. And I was like, well, hang on a second. Do that one more time. And so she turns my head a little bit and then she gets me to puff. And then it turns me and my head the rest of the way. And I was like, okay, what's, what did you do? And she says, I don't know. I'm like, you, you don't know. Like, what's the science behind it? How did you learn how to do that? Like, what, what, what's going on? And she was like, oh, I don't know. A chiropractor showed me a long time ago. I don't really know what it does. And I'm like, are you really Grace Chan? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just amazing to see, hey, here's someone who would like revolutionize the way we view massage therapy. And she has tricks that she doesn't even know how, to, how they work. And it just blew my mind. <laughs> Well, you know, that's how she started her story with us, actually. She said, I would have someone come in, I would perform, you know, the techniques that I was taught in school, and they would come in in pain, and they would get off the table and be like, wow, I feel no pain. And she was like, I have no good explanation for that. Like, I don't know how I made you better. And this is what sort of was the driving force for them to be like, we need to improve massage therapy education. Because... How did I make you feel better? I don't know. And they say that the fabage won't work. Come on. <laughs> we need massage championships here in Canada. You guys are crazy. Agreed. You guys are all crazy. Bring it on. Mark's Mark like, Canada's not ready. I'm, I'm, Stop doing I'm, it. I, I love to expose people to stuff, but y'all are fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I like you guys. You guys are crazy. That's you why think, I like you. You think that uh, Mark and Amanda get a lot of hate now? Imagine if we back the massage, the Canadian massage championships. We're done. You guys are crazy. I'm not backing <laughs> nothing like that. Like I said, I like the exposure. I like you see a whole bunch of different things, but. I'm not there. Anyway. We're not there. So before we end off tonight, Ryan, for anybody who's listening to this and wants to pick your brain a little bit more or just wants to follow you, gain some more insight, um, do you have any way that people can get in touch with you, socials, anything you want to give out? Yeah, absolutely. I'm on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Uh, Ryan McKean RMT is my handle for both Instagram and Facebook. And um, yeah, drop me a line. I'm I'm happy to talk about anything at any time. You can bring me the smoke or if you just want to, to reach out and say hi, that's cool too. Awesome. Any other questions you have for Ryan, Mark? No, I think I'm good. I'm having a pure deja vu moment, by the way. There's a glitch vu? in the fucking system. <laughs> we've done this exactly before. No, no. We've talked about doing this many times no, this over exact, the last this year. Exact conversation. <laughs> 
this exact <laughs> conversation up into the point where you're like, do you have anything else to say, Mark? And I'm like, what the fuck? I do say that a lot, though. Sick. Fucking, <laughs> the cat just went by twice. Oh, boy. Mark's going to need to lay down. He's had too much of that good stuff. <laughs> matrix i'm in the matrix <laughs> i will say before ryan signs off we did have to cancel with him last week because uh, mark wasn't feeling great he had taught the whole day he was just kind of feeling shitty and run down so i messaged ryan to say like hey i'm so sorry man like is it okay if we get rescheduled to another night mark doesn't really seem great and he's like no problem but i assume he'll just smoke a bowl and be good to go later tonight <laughs> yeah <laughs> shit <laughs> do you know him do you know him <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Ryan. It's been really fun learning a little bit more about what you do because in all of our brief interactions, I've only got to scratch the surface and it was really fun learning about the massage championships and I hope one day Canada's ready. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate you having me on and and hopefully we can do it again someday. Absolutely, sir. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.